welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I'm so excited to be in Potapalooza. This is my second time to be here, and I've met some of the most amazing people. My next guest is Dr. Jillian Lochnich, and she is going to talk to us about growing older and living younger. Just the title of that intrigues me, and I can't wait to hear more of her story. Welcome, Dr. Jill. Thank you, Jennifer. It's lovely to be here. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, let's start off with my one main question, and that is, what does success look like and mean to you? For me, success, I think, is defined by the relationships that you build during your life. So for me, my definition of success is that I have been a wonderful wife, a marvelous mother. Um, I'm being a wonderful grandmother. And then as well, I'm helping people throughout the globe through my entrepreneurial business. Um, which is designed to help people grow older, but live younger. I'm totally into that. I'm getting ready to have a big birthday in December, one of those big decade birthdays. And it's been pretty fun because people have said, oh, I didn't think you were that old. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that old. So I'm personally highly invested in learning (laughs) what you have to say. What does growing older and living younger mean, look like? And how do we do that? Well, it all started actually um, when my wonderful, wonderful life uh, of being happily married, having a wonderful kid, kids, having an amazing career as a dual qualified medical specialist. I was a medical biochemist and a pediatrician. And it all came to a catastrophic halt when first of all, my husband passed away. Second of all, um, my kids all moved to pursue uh, careers and um, courses in other places than Vancouver. Um, I resigned from my career because I wanted to take a different approach to helping people uh, be healthy and age well, a more holistic approach than one can do in, in practicing medicine. And I started ballroom dancing, I downsized, and then I had a catastrophic um, back injury that landed me with emergency spinal surgery. And during the time before the surgery happened, I became terribly overweight, terribly depressed. I was in constant pain. 
And once I'd had the surgery, I realized that I was on a downward path to unhealthy aging. Um, I was way below 70 years. And <clears throat> I realized that as you know, we have the potential to live into our 80s and 90s. And I wanted to live into my 80s and 90s, still able to dance and being the sort of vibrant, attractive person that I had been before all of these calamitous things happened. So I undertook to use my medical specialist knowledge and derive for myself a roadmap, um, which I now call the seven pillars, to figure out what I needed to change in my life to age well. And I discovered the science of epigenetics. And basically, what that is based on, your parents provide you with your genetic blueprint, the blueprint that is designed to make you into the person that you are. But I realized that through your actions and your thoughts, over a lifetime, you can actually construct the person that you become. And it, th this power doesn't change. It is enhanced as you grow older because your genes uh, are affected um, as you age. And some of the things that you were able to do don't work as well. So for example, just collagen production in your skin and elastin decreases. And yet using the power of epigenetics and understanding how you can change the way that gene works, you can make your body once again restore its ability to create elastin and collagen. And that's just one small example. I love that. Um, I have like genetic, I inherited some really special knees. Um, and I, I've had surgery on both the first one I was 30 and it was very invasive knee realignment. And then in my fifties, I fell and had the other knee operated on. I tore my meniscus. And so it, it's just been a struggle. It's just like kind of been a, a struggle pretty much since I was 30 and had that first surgery. And in the last six months, I've been working out with a trainer online on Thursdays and I've been going to water aerobics for years, mm -hmm. but I met her online and I thought, you know, I want more muscle. So we work out with weights every Tuesday morning and we do it via zoom. My husband's like, wait, she's in England. And I was like, well, yeah, I love her. And <laughs> we do this every Tuesday. And the biggest change has been my knees are significantly better. Mm -hmm. And I, I really thought I could possibly keep them where they were, but I struggled to have, have the belief that they could actually improve. And I think if I went back to my orthopedic surgeon today, he would probably say, oh yeah, you're a long way from needing a knee replacement. And five years ago, it was as soon as you're ready, we'll do those knee replacements. And so, um, like I'm living proof that you can, <laughs> you can make changes even after a lifetime of issues. So can you give us any hints or 
tips? Like how would you increase your collagen and elastin in your skin? Like, is that a, yeah. a mind thing? Is that a supplement thing? It's, it's, it's a combination, but fundamentally um, in, in my specific um, situations, it's a supplement thing, but also um, combined with uh, home face spa devices that actually stimulate your collagen production. But I'd like to sort of, um, so, so for my 70th birthday, which was a while ago, um, I became an entrepreneur and in my book, which is called Growing Older, Living Younger, The Science of Aging Gracefully and the Art of Retiring Comfortably, I help people understand how I got my roadmap to uh, becoming the sort of vibrant uh, entrepreneur that I am today. And um, that, that sort of transitioned into um, me creating my podcast as well, Growing Older, Living Younger, where I also interview people who can contribute expert information or stories of how they have changed their aging trajectory. I love that. And your podcast is also Growing Older, Living Younger? Yes. Ah, I love that. So you have seven pillars is are the seven pillars something you teach like in a in a course or a talk like I'm kind of interested in those seven pillars. Right. I have I haven't um, it's, I have a website uh, where I talk a little bit about it and um, I haven't set up a formal course. I've really been working with people one on one um, so I do a, what I call a discovery call, which is a 30 minute interview um, where I can go through what their specific needs are and what is important to address initially. And it's, it's not just a question of using products or, um, you know, or devices. It is really everything that we do from how we think to how we exercise, as you said, and specifically, you know, what we eat. One of my pillars is you are what you eat. And um, all of these things influence how we age. You are what you eat. I, I believe that. I can't say that I've uh, taken really many steps to embrace that at this point, but the thinking part, I am fascinated and I have been on a, uh, a path the last few years, bringing way more spirituality into uh, my own life, as well as to my business practice. I made a huge business uh, shift and that's when my podcast became destined for success from what it was before. Still dealing with leaders and leadership, but you have to have all the other stuff to lead well, right? Like it all comes together, but that mindset piece Right. I, I think back to my career and the interactions that I had. And I think if I had just known a little more about the power of your mind and the power of how you think and what you think, that would have been like phenomenal to impact how I live my life and made choices. 
And that's one reason I love doing leadership development training, because I want to impart that wisdom on other people. But can you give us a little more insight on the mindset and the thought process and what that does to our bodies? Well, interesting. Um, One of the pillars of one of the chapters in my book is actually called Mindset Mindfulness and what I call mind keep. And it explores every aspect of our, of our sort of mental state. And I define the difference between your brain, which is the organ that is, for example, um, subject to uh, storage disorders and problems like Alzheimer's and, and that sort of thing, the physical versus your mind. And by mindset, um, I truly believe that you have the power, you have the power to control your emotions. You have the power to, for example, let what somebody says to you affect you in a different way. And so in that way, your thoughts really can affect your, uh, how, you, how your genes express because they change the hormones that are secreted. So the second part of that is what I call mindfulness. And, you know, I I tell these things through the stories of what happened to me, like, for example, not being present in the moment. So, you know, having a cell phone in my hand uh, and and the person is saying to me, you know, how do I... um, how do I reach this person? What is the contact? And I said, well, I'll just have to find my phone in order to sit. And then realizing that it was physically in my hand, I just wasn't in the present. So that's my mindfulness. And then the last aspect I call mind keep. And I, I believe that you have to exercise your mind in the same way that you exercise your body. So one of the things that really contributes and has been shown to be associated with preserving cognition is dance. And, um, you know, I I do ballroom dancing. That's my passion and my hobby. And that's my physical exercise. But also things like um, brain training. um, And I I regularly use a number of online computer things, which are fun to do. And I kind of feel I'm exercising different aspects of my cognition, you know, speed, attention, that kind of thing. And then I'm, I'm a cryptic crossword puzzle addict. So that's <laughs> probably the third way in, in which I sort of maintain that. So that is, again, one of the pillars um, of my growing older, living younger roadmap. I worked with a gentleman years ago. I was in my 20s and he was probably in his 60s at the time. And I was his supervisor, which was kind of an odd (laughs) situation. Mm -hmm. And it was at a mortgage company and we collected on uh, mortgage loans that were uh, delinquent. And so one day we got to visiting a little bit and I was like, sir, like, why are you working here? I don't understand. And he said, well, I was the vice president of a bank for a long time and I watched all my friends retire and they were dead in a year. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I don't want to be dead in a year. I need to stay busier than playing golf twice a week. So I I just think I'm going to get a job that I can do fairly easily because he had all the background, right? It wasn't hard for him. He was like, yeah, I think I'll just do this for a while. And so it kept his mind going. It kept him going. He was a great employee because obviously he had a strong work ethic with going back to work after he retired. But 
I, I, I think that there's really something to people retire and they think retire means sit down and rest, but then they don't get up. Well, you've just described uh, another one of the pillars in my book, which is it's actually called choose a challenge. And it's, you know, when you thinking about retiring, either if you love what you're doing, keep doing it. If you don't, as I, well, if, if you feel there's a need to, a to do a change, you do what I did, which is I call it redeploying. So I pivoted to two different careers after the time that I retired. And, um, and then when I sort of started my, my third career, growing older, living younger, and being a, a health uh, and wellness entrepreneur. And the sort of intervening part um, was when I set up my lifestyle website where I did theater reviews, I did travel writing, um, learned all about wine and did wine tasting courses. So the Choose a Challenge says basically you have to keep your mind and your body challenged, whether you volunteer or you decide to travel to different places or you know one of my things was was really becoming fluent in Spanish and it's probably one of the few things that I haven't actually managed to do yet but that is one of the pillars the others I, I'll just briefly mention the chapter you, you are not alone and it is all about the importance of connection networking building relationships as I told you I define that is a major success. And then the two that we haven't talked about are um, physical activity of all kinds, understanding about the importance of posture, about sleep, everything that physically affects your body. And then the, the fundamental first one is understanding your genetics so that you can understand what are the things that you specifically need to be able to change. Oh, and then beauty is not skin deep. And that talks about um, what you can do to preserve the health of your skin, which is the largest and most important organ in your body. I love that. I, I'm very fair and I burn a lot. And a number of years ago, my family was in Mexico on vacation. And at the end of the week, we we're getting ready to leave. And one of the other guests at the hotel said, you're the only person I've ever seen spend a week in Mexico at the beach or by the pool and you're leaving as fair as when you got here. And I said, that's my goal. That is always my goal to leave as fair as when I started because yeah, that those skin issues are a problem. I, I love your seven pillars. We're going to have in the show notes, how to get hold of you. Obviously it's growing older and living younger pretty much everywhere so that we can track you on your podcast, your website, your book. I love the seven pillars. I love that we have choices and I love that you're living your life with purpose and with choice and doing what you want to do and, and impacting the world in a great way. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, and I really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you about, and it made me think about really, how do I define success for myself? Well, and those relationships and connections, you know, if we haven't learned anything in the last few years of the pandemic, it's that relationship and relationships and connections are critical. 
Like we we're not made as humans to to live in a box and not talk to anyone. So I'm grateful for the power of the internet and the power of Zoom and being able to meet people and make connections, even if we're not in person today. We might be in the near future. You never know. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Jill. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi and I look forward to connecting with you soon.